Yeah. Imagine sure. us being efficient, though, for once. Let's go. Cool. The the show doesn't start until there is officially an an opening that happens, and the opening should be something like something like, "Hey, hello." Oh, oh, hey! I didn't hear you there. Welcome. <laughs> hey, are you listening to us? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't know you even need. That's weird. You guys are listening. Hi. Oh, welcome. <laughs> didn't see you didn't see you come in <laughs> here's some vanguard news <laughs> so open like a shop clerk just kind of just wiping off your glass like oh hey how's it going on oh what's, what's good up? how's it going there <laughs> oh hi eh? welcome to the shop eh Everything's got A at the end of it, eh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, so now I have you live. Say hello to everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Another live one. Whoa. Whoa. It's gonna be spectacular. You're spectacular. You're, no, spect- you're radical. Oh, I am radical. Radically <laughs> charged vanguard fighter here. <laughs> Today's episode is episode ten. Yeah, you're gonna hear about another episode ten, but we don't know her. This is the new uh, episode ten. Okay, so that one's gonna be the lost archive episode. The I archive. See. Yeah, it's good. This is one that we have taken and we have buried. Uh, somewhere at like Marga Largo, we've, mm-hmm. we've we've kept all the records from the White House. No one's gonna know about that episode except for the people who will hear the episode whenever it eventually goes live as a lost episode. Um, mm-hmm. But on this week's episode, we're gonna be talking about toxic behavior, rating every card in set four, and as usual, a weekly bites recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's really a slow news time. I guess there's, there are card reveals that are happening. I just don't give a damn about them. They're lyrical monastery. If you don't mean the archetype, if you don't enjoy winged suited waifus or anything beast woman or elven related waifu thing, then it's probably not going to be for you. It's, it's this is not your week i what, think what bothers me with it though is that we were promised mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. we were promised <laughs> menses where's the menses where's the boys where where are they they could be hidden who knows well, it's set, it set two of lyrical monastery i want them now like i let it slide with set 1 Mm-hmm. Now here we are at set two lyrical monastery. There are mm-hmm. menses around. So where's the menses, Bushiro? You can give us some like cute a... boys and not just relegate them to exclusively token Rambu. It'd be nice to like, get like even like boy bands or anything. No boy bands. Come yeah, on, like. <laughs> Give me, like, a K-pop group or something. Like, there's just, there's so much room for design 
for a menses in lyrical monastery, even if they're like femi boys, I still want them. I want to get yeah. like art of pretty boys doing pretty things. Is that a lot to ask for? Exactly. I just want my dude to just be eating a cake bashfully while blushing while feeding yes! someone. Yes. You know, like they're sharing yeah. pocky together. Like they're both two two cute boyses. Both of them <laughs> have like ice cream cones, and it's an order card, and it gives your front row criticals. Like I'm here for that. That's what I want to mm-hmm. see. Uh. Token Rambo yeah, just yeah. doesn't. Token Rambo just doesn't do it. It just no. It just doesn't. Like, none of the art is static. I mean, all the art is static. There are none... There's... There's... One of the things that attracts people to Cardfight Vanguard is the illustrations, I feel. Like, anybody who has never seen the game before, the moment that they pick up a card and they're like, yo, the amount of detail for this illustration is is mind-boggling you don't get that with token rambu or any of the like collaboration sets so we got the only way we're gonna get cute boys mm-hmm. is through lyrical monastery give us cute boys there's like one more archetype that we haven't seen that's gonna be in lyrical monastery set two if it isn't boys the weekly chomp will never cover well at least i won't i'll just i'll you will have to you will have to do the episode with somebody else <laughs> it's okay it'll be like a a 10 minute solo expansion or a solo talk around about hey these are the cards that are going to be released what you guys think about them is entirely up to you i don't really care, I, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i was curious about the black white wing uh archetype in lyrical monastery because it seems neat it gives me my angel fix but mm-hmm. it's just so slanted towards aggression rather than the uh control ish play style of the black wings and mm-hmm. so I'm, i just can't subscribe to it but what if i told you they recently got black wing support i saw it it's still not that mm-hmm. good it it doesn't it doesn't make you say wow i should never be in white wings because currently if i if if you play the deck you always want to be in the white wing state like there's no Mm -hmm. benefit to go to black wing whatsoever they need to fix that Mm -hmm. i mean it also is the state of what d series is as well too just there's no room for it like uh we'll get to it later on with our set four review but mm-hmm. it's, d series very much is favoring aggression and magic numbers right now and so white wings is the better wings to be in you know yeah 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 uh, defensively speaking yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh other news from the weekly bites this week uh vanguard zero news I have a bit of that for you, I guess. Um, Luna and Am, both are the main characters of the G-Series, and currently, since the Vanguard Zero is currently in the G-Series, uh, on the JP side, they'll be getting the first wave of skin lines of them in the 
a Valentine's themed skin of I think like chocolate covered suits or something or like yeah. chocolate looking suit, chocolate adjacent suits. Harmony. Sorry. <laughs> exactly for radio out here yeah uh, and i think the only other thing for vanguard zero right now or at least vanguard related content i know in the weekly bites is sort of the cafe collaboration that i'll be doing and the wgp special guest is gonna be dr o himself so he'll be also Ooh. slapping some cards down against some competitors we'll see how that turns out especially like a riot more than likely just going to be against some random child that will never remember or appreciate the experience, but whatever, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Kara Expo and I wanted to play against Miyazaki's voice actress. And I thought it'd be similar to like how they do the idol fights in Japan, where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's just like a fuck around game, but it's really quick Mm -hmm. just so that people can sit down at the table and play cards with them. But it mm-hmm. was just so disorganized that this child ends up up there, and it just, it wasn't fun. I was like, I don't even want to watch them play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, don't know. I met Dr. K once. I believe oh. I shared that story on one of the uh, previous ones. So, mm-hmm. meeting Dr. O would really complete, like, the whole circle. I have finally met about Dr. O and K. I'd hope to see that pop up here in the upcoming Spring Festival tournament, you know? I mean, we probably should have the hope that we do get events again. That's the hopium of it. Wait, no, we don't have to have hope, uh, hopium. Because mm-hmm. we, know, we know for a fact we're getting Spring Fest again. And we also know for a fact that America is popping off right now to where they're just like, COVID, I barely knew her. So we're going to have physical tournaments this year. I know that for a fact. Unless, like, you know, COVID does decide to turn around, mutate, and make, like, some kind of super bug after. Highly plausible. But spring is soon. It's already February. Oh, my gosh. Like... Already, we're already in the state of, huh, what's April April going to be? And by the time we get to April, we're going to be like, huh, well, what's October going to be like? The year's already being eat up already, dude. Like, it's almost, I feel like it's December again. <laughs> oh, God. Really? Like, where's my year going? But it just feels like it's going fast. I, I don't know. Not not to me too much. I The only time period that I feel went really fast was the time mm-hmm. between set three and set four. Because as I was playing at the shop on Saturday, I'm like, yo, I have barely piloted any of these decks. Not enough to know if it was good. Not enough mm-hmm. to know if it was bad. I just, I've played a couple of games with them, but none of nothing to really make set three feel like it existed, you know? Set, yeah, yeah, set two of D-series... We had mm-hmm. that we had that for way too long. <laughs> but it's gonna be memorable because there was a good amount of things that you could play from out of it. And also Barrow Magnus is the best deck from set two. So then we get into set three, and then Barrow Magnus is still the best deck out of all of them. Bastion barely changes. 
Bruce barely changes. Like, we get new decks that pop up that are fun to play, but set three is... I think set three is going to be pretty forgettable, especially with, like, the hype that's around set four's grade fours, you know? I think notable mentions for set three is probably going to be Shadow Cloak more than anything. Yeah. Shadow Cloak, Bava Sagra, and Meteor. Meteor I being... Count Bava in set three could we Why it, can't i feel we? like it's a stretch dragon empire got a lot of generic ass cards that do work in bava mm -hmm. but i wouldn't say like set three is made mm -hmm. for bava like set four is made for bava you know i, no, I guess of course not. i meant like, like a set four as thing. i said like one of the, the the mentionable cornerstones of it is the fact that bava came out as a deck and we True. also got greed on and uh all the other new ride lines got their time in the spotlight and it wasn't sort of like oh all of them were just instantly bad it was just mm -hmm. like well greed on could have been a bit better and that's probably forgettable out of all the archetypes <laughs> to be honest True. uh the fact that um, Gravidia became one of the best decks in the format out of the box by the way and they didn't need true. like two waves to three sets of support for it which is kind of insane so I mean it, you're right that it's maybe not the strongest set in comparison to like set one or set two maybe but I, I feel it's uh you know there's a couple in there that are yeah. little gems I, I think, some gems some nuggets I think set three is going to be worth having cards from Due to the fact mm -hmm. that you won't be able to get these ride lines until they do like reprints for them in future sets, if yeah, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, the set three won't be forgettable because I mean, like you're not a Gravity ain't going anywhere. No, <laughs> no. not mommy ain't going anywhere. So no. people will have to get set three cards in order to mm -hmm. play Rock Mommy, and then. Yes. Flagberg, maybe Flagberg will Ooh. get better. I feel, okay, so I've played, I think out of like all the new ride lines, the one that I have mm -hmm. played the most is Flagberg. And Flagberg is like, it, it plays like all of the struggle bus that had always been Mega Colony, Aqua Force, and uh, Great Nature all, like, rolled into one. Like, it's just Flagberg is the struggle bus deck where it can win, and once you've won, you as the player of the deck, you're just like, how did I get here? <laughs> did I really just top deck Flagberg for the Persona ride every single turn? And that's like literally the only way you can win with that deck is if you if you have the persona right. Because I mean, outside of that, you're just throwing peanuts at your opponent, or or healing like three or four times. Oh yeah, and then you die by deck out, which is the other thing that confuses me from all of my Flagberg games are how close you get to actual deck out. And you're like, but I punched him so many times, coach. And they're like, I guess you didn't punch hard enough, boy. And you're like, but coach, I hit him hard. I hit him real hard. No, you didn't. All my rare cards were like 25 plus. Yeah, yeah. but it's not hard enough, homie. It's not hard enough. We really are uh, at the card shop theory, theory crafting some stuff. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I've brought this stuff back to share with you guys. Here's my theory craft of... I don't know, it's just... Uh, if this card could go one or two ways. We've already established that, yes, it would be a triple R. And we've also already established that it is a little busted. But we've also established that we don't care. <laughs> we just want Stoikea to have some good food for a change. So this is the order card that we crafted for Stoikea. So that mm -hmm. way we can have some good food for a change. It's a grade zero order card. When you play it into your... When you play it... It's a set order. When you play it, you draw one mm -hmm. card and skill. If this is the second battle or more of the turn, this unit gets 3,000 power. That's it. That's all. When it attacks, 3,000 power. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> and then we had to amend it. Because... <laughs> We put two and two together of, okay, so we're just running four copies of this grade zero order card, so that way we can continue to have scaling attacks during our turn. It then became, you gotta reveal a Flagberg from your V or on or in your right deck to play this, because it, it would just be too much power for the grade four Magnolia card, you know? Yep. But, yep. Mm -hmm. this is what I want to eat i'm done asking for order cards for zorga those are gonna happen i just want this one order card <laughs> <laughs> i mean it it also doesn't i mean it also helps that it doesn't matter what order comes out for any archetype as long as it doesn't have like a drawback of having to be purely magnolia you can play it in any you can play it in zorga because i mean you can always play anything in zorga we we all we all came to the consensus that if said card existed, we would all just run a flagberg in our right deck. That would be mm -hmm. the meta. <laughs> <laughs> Stoikea always goes in a flagberg first, just so they can play this order card. <laughs> Which, all in all, I don't see as a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about toxic people, toxic players, toxic behavior. What's the most to toxic thing that you do, JJ? And don't lie to I me think... and say that you don't do anything toxic because every oh. card player has something that's toxic about them that will come out once in a blue moon for some. Some, it comes out more than others others it's their entire personality but we all have some kind of toxicity what's yours i think mine is when i i become overly sarcastic like i i can be played like i'd ham in, into it like when somebody makes like an obvious statement of some things like hey i see notice that you're timing out of vanguard zero a whole lot maybe you should probably think on what to do next time when it comes around i'm like oh really <laughs> wow that's crazy thank you so much whoa that that's actually pretty sick i never thought of that before well done holy and... crap <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out put it... cards into the guardian circle i'll live 
<laughs> I got, I become very, very, very like sarcastic, or like I bring, I try to bring it over as sarcastic as possible. Just so want, I want to be overly sarcastic to make sure that there's no misconception that I, I hear what they're saying, mm-hmm. but I want them to hear what they're saying to themselves because if I wasn't doing that already and I'm still timing out what's the point of you telling me something that I already know? It's, it's just sort of like, ah, you're right. Ah, just shut up. <laughs> the closest thing to saying shut up without saying shut up is just repeating what you said as sarcastic as possible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But I realize that sometimes I say it too genuinely, and a lot of people don't take it as sarcasm. So I, I'm, I always say I'm pretty bad at sarcasm. So then I, I often have to like say for the third time, but in a serious tone. So like, I understand what you're saying, but because of X reason, I'm still timing out. I need to improve that timer. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be improved on Zero, but the timer has not aged well with being in G series. Nope. Because people don't understand like if you're playing decks like Angel Feathers, Celestials, that is a combo oriented deck. Pale Moon, that is also a combo oriented deck with a lot of you're doing like fourteen different actions. Or if you're playing like Spike Brothers and you also need to do like thirteen to fourteen different actions and there's a bunch of multi clicks and there's also like legioning that you're doing it as well. There's also the brick ride in between animation and you're like, well I just wasted another 10 to 20 seconds or 30 seconds just watching all my animations go off. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. You can't turn it off. It's there. Me playing Bermuda from set two on Vanguard Mm -hmm. Zero has been... I've just accepted that I'm going to deck out at some point and I'm going to burn cards that I'm trying to bounce back to my hand. But in order to make any of the plays, I also have to not run down the clock. And it's not like that they give you more time when they're like, oh, I see you finish your turn while with like five seconds, you know, let's just start the clock where you only have 20 seconds from the, for the rest of the game now. And I'm like, what? This is not fair. <laughs> You're being punished for playing arguably the more fun decks in Vanguard Zero. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I I guess you're right. And the thing is, you could you could argue like, hey, but then why not just like pass a turn faster, and then you can farm up the time again. So when you do get to a more difficult turn, you have more time to play with. I don't have. I don't want to have to do that though. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to do that every single time, right? Just reset my clock. What? Yeah. Every game resets your clock unless you are clearly AFK. Yeah. It, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go on to like a whole. Let's just beat up Vanguard Zero in a quarter because we can do that on a future episode. Um, You've been doing that a lot recently, so I'm down. I'm ready. I'm, I'm working on an article. I want to do like mm-hmm. an end-all, be-all article where I do the math and I like really explore every single facet possible Mm -hmm. with vanguard zero Mm -hmm. and like how it could be fixed or what's like clearly wrong with it because it's clear game studio is not taking in 
any kind of feedback right now about the game. Like, a lot of the changes that have happened to Vanguard Zero are so incredibly tone deaf. Plus, plus standard gotcha pro uh, standard gotcha practices. So the the whole change to their uh, uh, crafting system isn't mm -hmm. one that's to benefit us; it's to benefit them. And it's the same practice that other games, such as like uh, the Final Fantasy gotcha game, have done, or Genshin Impact have done where they just flood the players with a bunch of different resources so that way money eventually doesn't make any sense in the game like just off the top of my head of some of the things uh one skip ticket is worth two dollars does that make sense with the amount of skip tickets that you get translating to gyms and then the money no <laughs> so some events they'll turn around and say yo do you just want to skip this fight? You want to give us $2? I think that's super grody. And I think that's a really bad business practice. Like that's fully taking advantage of it, of your uh, consumers, you know? And they also don't do like a standard, like gem to X breakdown, like other gotcha games do. And that's clearly just so that way, again, you just, become disillusioned with the actual money that you're spending on the game. One full box in Vanguard Zero is $300. $300. And you can't even get build a full deck out of a box. So you're playing not only against your wallet, you're playing against the RNG of what are you going to pull first out of that box. And if you're unlucky... To where that Thavis is literally the last thing in the last 50 packs of the box. Congratulations, you're going to have to buy a bunch of packs of useless cards just to try to get the Thavis. Ugh. Not fun. <laughs> Not fun but, at all. seeing as Kuma is going to probably talk about this in another episode, what riles your... What gets your goat? What makes you toxic? Oh, me toxic? I mean... Oh, I'm yeah. I'm fucking rude. I'm rude as shit. <laughs> like I'll say I'll say stuff like I, I, I uh, I've said this not on a podcast, but we've we've talked about it where uh, mm -hmm. I'll read somebody for filth. I'll do that. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I think the most toxic thing I've said recently in mm -hmm. Vanguard against a player is uh, one of my friends that I play against. And mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 I'm not going to tell you about them. I'm just going to tell you what I said. Oh, okay. After <laughs> I lost the game, <laughs> uh -huh. just a friendly uh. game, I look at him and I say, Wow, oh, you're really good at this game, but I'm married and happy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I was so... I didn't even play, like, a real deck. I think I was playing, like, Eugene into, into like, Verena. It was it was a super casual game, and then I just, like, dropped that out on the table to my single father friend. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... That's... that's... That's pretty nice. I try to... I try to keep my comments to myself most of the time. 
Um, I'm never toxic whenever I go to like a major tournament because I smoke weed. Like I smoke a lot of weed before the tournament. Like I've I've played (laughs) Vanguard competitively, inebriated better and more than I have sober. Because when I've played it sober, I've gotten salty. And I don't like being salty. (laughs) I feel like I got beat even harder by my opponent. Like, I can take a loss. A loss is Mm -hmm. nothing. It's like, whatever. But if we're, like, talking shit back and forth, like, a cookout. You you know about the cookout. And then you have the table with all the old heads. And then they're playing Mm -hmm. dominoes. Dominoes. Or or spades or something. And some of the stuff (laughs) you hear from it, that's the kind of toxic player I am. I get... If if I'm playing against somebody who I know that I can Mm -hmm. say, like, super competitive, like, jeers and jabs at during the fight, then I'll say them. But... Mm Sometimes it could go too far to where, like, yo, I think Unk has had a little too much brown liquor. You might need to pull him from the domino table. Like, I become yeah. that uncle. <laughs> <laughs> actually talking about Margaret. He's bringing Margaret into conversation. I think he's had too much now. <laughs> it's like, what did, what did he just say over there? He said, that's why your auntie left you. Oh, you better get him. Make sure you get the point, Exactly. That's the level of toxic that I become. Outside of that, I'm not a very toxic player at all. Like, competitively, I can be toxic. Casually, I'm not toxic-ish much. <laughs> but it's like and the people most... do also need to make the distinction of either pure toxicity for the, the, the case of hurting somebody or just a little bit of banter. Banter is oh, yeah. okay. Ba- oh, yeah. Banter yeah. is fine. Like I'll yeah. like I'll sometimes say <laughs> one of my jokey ways, but now that I'm about to say it out loud, I'm like that's that's really rude. Um, when someone says good game, I say no contest. Oof. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I like to make an amendment to what I said. Then, so then this Kuma is probably just a toxic person entirely. Yes. I have the capability nope. to be toxic, but I, I, I at least know when to hold myself back. Like, I'm not going to be toxic against a child. Like, one, one uh, BCS tournament, I was playing Great Nature, and one of my running mm-hmm. jokes about uh going to major tournaments are you always come across like kids that are under the age of like 12 who had just gotten into the game and they'll only play the following kind of decks with the following kind of play style great nature and this is like uh g series big belly era so like great nature is being played great nature tachikaze uh royal paladin never overlord because they're not going to have the money for that that's like a whales like that's that's for teenagers who are edgy and love dragons and seto kaiba children really love playing great nature tajikaze and royal paladin and when they do they play those decks so incredibly so incredibly aggressive that 
they'll do plays that no adult that's playing those decks will ever do, such as take every card that they can call from their hand and call it to board for three attacks on turn one, grade one. And then you're looking at them like, um, you might want to keep cards in your hand for shield. And they're like, I don't need to shield if I'm going to crit you. And then they just hit crit after crit after crit. And you're like, let me shuffle this kid's deck and cut it like 7,000 ways so they don't hit a crit. And then they hit a crit every single time. Children have Luxac power. It's a children's card mm. game. And like it's it's the one thing that gets them to go even further in tournaments. And I got knocked out by this kid and I was just like, Can I look at your deck? And I look at this kid's deck and it was the worst great nature deck I ever saw, but this kid was running sixteen criticals. Sixteen criticals. Kid didn't even run heels. In a meadow where we had heel guardians, kid did not run heels. <laughs> get got i got got i got got so hard man it hurt it hurt every single part of my body and i managed to not be toxic i congratulated the kid and said you know what i hope you win and through three and four because i wanted him to do the same thing to other people So what brought this conversation on, actually, Kuma? I, I just saw, like, people talk about toxicity on YouTube and, like, card shops and such. And I was like, yeah, let's talk about toxicity. Because, I mean, we don't really have the conversation where we can in look at ourselves of, do I actually display toxic behavior? And I think, like, if you're aware of some of the toxic things that you do, you at least then have the power to do the opposite. And I, I highly encourage, like, if you are aware of any kind of, like, toxic traits that you have, just try to do the opposite, especially when it comes to, like, playing card games. Because, I mean, everybody sat down at the table to have a good time. And that mm -hmm. good time can be ruined completely just because you're being a sourpuss about it. So, you know... Just watch, watch. Where you, some things aren't as toxic as others. Uh, there's, I believe we talked about um, how you have players who will be. I feel like it's just all Vanguard players. And I don't know if I want to call this as a toxic trait, you know? Uh, being loud? Is it just card players that are loud, or is it Vanguard players that are loud? I think it's card game players in general i feel yeah. I, I think that's I, pretty toxic <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like no if, if we're looking at it objectively i think it might be a card game player thing okay. i don't think it's just like because it used to be at my locals it used to be sometimes the, the Yu-Gi-Oh players sometimes the magic players uh -huh. sometimes it could even be the magic players but i think overall like the the board game players super chill group because they oftentimes just might like chuckle at one thing or point at some guy and be like ha, idiot by hitting a hitting a like a double one on something yeah but then usually they're just kind of like okay i'm gonna measure this i will uh two one saves yes and then you'll hear the Yu-Gi-Oh players or vanguard and magic players in the corner like oh my god he flipped oh! my trigger oh! <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. victory screeching from halfway across the room <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then you see some of the other card game players like oh my god they're so loud oh and then proceed to be like yo he 
He did split to a twin combo! Wombo combo! <laughs> exactly. And then you have some pop-off moments from all card games. And that happens. <clears throat> some card games can be pop-off games. You know, it's it's <clears throat> fine. I don't know, but the board game players I usually feel that uh are super chill most of the time. Vanguard is definitely a pop-off game just by the top deck and the drive checks. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to be quiet when you play Vanguard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else is hard to be quiet about? Oh. Our sponsor, cardfightmeta.com. Launching <laughs> this month. <laughs> On the 22nd. Come and check out our reviews written by players within our own community. Come and drop your deck in the deck dispository and find a brand new one to play. Come and share all of your great new theory crafts for set four and beyond over at cardfightmeta.com launching this February the 22nd of 2022. Do you mean the 22nd of the second month of the year of 2022? Yeah! On yeah! <laughs> That's crazy! Wow! Cardfightmeta.com is also taking applications for advertisers. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! So if you have a TCG-related business, go ahead and send an email over to Cardfightmeta at gmail.com and uh, they'll... Oh, they'll, they'll hit you back up. Hit you back up for your inquiry. Now let's uh, move a little on. Move on over to... We're going to review every single card. All 120 of them. Every single card. Are you sure they're just like the triple rares or anything? We have to do all of them? Every, yeah, we got to do all of them. Because no one's going to do all of them. Like This is, this is content... That nobody mm -hmm. has done. This is content that nobody will do because they're like, whoa, I don't know if I want to even do some of the Bobo cards. But I mean, uh, how long <laughs> does it take to talk about the Bobo cards? Come on. Come on. Okay. And I, I, mm -hmm. think of it like this. We mm -hmm. can accurately yeah. look at cards and know if they're good or not, but not everybody can. Like, we got to remember that a lot of people are just now picking up Card Fight Vanguard. And a lot of people are also going to be walking into the door with the most recent set. So they'll have no clue what they need, what they don't need. Um, so we're going to try to help them out by telling them which commons are ass and which uh, rares are also ass, triple R's, <laughs> and so on. Cards to avoid, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have all of them open on my screen now. Uh, I'm gonna I, also... I, I, is it a way that we can do it? Like right now, I'm doing it alphabetically, correct? Um, and I'm doing the nations alphabetically. So I started with Brandgate first. Oh, uh, I, I, I just went down the set and and I, I, I have uh, okay. I have or did... all of them open, <laughs> so I have them all separated too. So you tell me which one you want to go through. And I'll let you have them open and go through them. Uh, I'm starting from commons and working my way back, though. 
Oh, uh, then that's fine. That that's okay. still fine. Okay. Alrighty. Because then we can start at um. Let's see. That is just a comment. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's Aurora bad. I've also shared my screen with you, so now you should be able. To, everybody should be able to see what we're gonna rate. Do you see it? <sighs> nice. I do. I do. I do. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll 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 start to give like the pace, and then I'll also give a rating, and I'll mm-hmm. explain the rating, and then you give your rating and then oh after this we won't have to explain like the little things anymore okay no 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 so so everything on this list will be rated by either one to five stars and this is the curve that we are rating on one what's the criteria that you're rating the five well i mean not curve yeah you're right criteria that we are rating on (laughs) one will you ever use this card Two, oh, okay. should you ever use this card? <laughs> Three, the card art will play a little factor into, because sometimes the commons be like slapping with their card art. Like, you want to run it, but the card art be slapping. This this last portion should keep it from being, having many cards that are at like a flat zero. But a flat zero can mm-hmm. happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and lastly will be the longevity. Will we see this card for more sets or as a staple going forward? Like, or will this mm-hmm. be a card that we may revisit in the future? We never know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are we all clear? Yeah, we good, we good. Cool, cool. So let's start out with Aurora Battle Princess, Searching Net, Great Extraordinary Chase. That's a long name to start out for just one normal order, you know? Dude, God, question. I love the deck componiums these days because now you don't actually have to type all this out. It's godlike. It feels good. Uh, what do you think about this normal order? Just the art. Let's just let's, let's stick it with the art. What's going I on I love here? the aesthetic. The aesthetic's love... pretty nice. Yeah. She's like out here catching jellyfish. Uh, disclaimer: A cab does include <laughs> Brant Gate. Sorry, I don't make the rules. They just they chose to be cops. Intergalactic teenage cops, but they're still cops. Mm-hmm. So the effect is this: play this with Soul Blast Two, imprison all back row rear guards uh, in your prison. I like the effect. It's a global back row white. <clears throat> I feel two soul blasts is a little steep, and it doesn't draw you a card to refund playing it. So it warrants the common slot in my book. If it had the draw, I think it would make a solid rare. If it was a one soul blast, I think it would make it a solid uh double rare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree with that uh, i think it would be a st- i think it'd be like a triple rare if it was like no cost to soul blast and you draw a card off of it <laughs> possibly I, I can see it we are in the early sets for a set four card triple r i could see it with that um do you think it will see any kind of play 
I think people are probably going to check this out and see how it does. Like maybe as a two-off or something, yeah. see how it feels. I, and I, then if they don't like it, they'll be like, eh, I'll cut it, you know? Yeah. I feel like I could feel this as a uh, one-off tech. Like I, if mm -hmm. I see it, fantastic. If I don't, eh. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would be great in the matchup in, against uh, Magnolia Elder mm -hmm. due to yep. the fact that they will have a back row. Yes. Like, that, yeah. that is a guaranteed fact. That deck will have a back row. I think this is also pretty solid at slowing down Bava, who will mm -hmm. also manifest a back row for fairly cheap and fairly fast. Um, I just feel that it would get replaced by something better. Like, as we started out with talking about it, I feel it could mm -hmm. be better. So when that better card does come along, I think it will get bumped out. I'm going to give this... Uh, I'm going to give this a two-star. Two stars for me on this. I would personally try it out within the first few weeks as a nice tech. However, if the me if I was going to a tournament and the meta didn't show that many decks that do superior call to maintain a back row would exist, this card would be cut, uh, would be on the first chopping block to be cut, for sure. I literally, as you were grading it, I already had it in my mind what I was going to give it and had two fingers up. It's also a two for me. It's in the first initial weeks. I think this card is very defined by your meta and i think this is like one of those kind of tournament cards it depends on what your meta looks like and what do you expect the tournament turn out to be yeah like if you see some of the pre-registration already and you're like hmm it's a lot of a lot of maggies going around here i might want to <laughs> put some of these cards in this deck you know it's very it's meta defining i mean not meta defining it's more like meta um uh reliant it's a lot it's very very meta reliant yeah if if the meta if we ended up with the meta where we had a lot of resist units on back row and you need mm -hmm. to have a global wipe for prison this would mm -hmm. be your answer all right yep. so uh two stars Boop. <laughs> uh maybe <laughs> maybe like i'll put uh a graphic up there or over there but i don't, I don't know just two stars two <laughs> yeah. and for the people who are listening at home is just it's just two yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one, next common is Aurora Battle Princess, Riot Beeble. Uh, it's a grade one, power 8,000, standard five shield. Um, mm -hmm. The skill is continuous in the, in the Guardian Circle. If your Vanguard is grade four, this unit gets shield plus 15. I think this card's really good. It's really? Shield grade one. I think it's really good. I say this card's ass. <laughs> I like the art is the art is pretty cool. Like she's out here mm -hmm. holding the holding the front door. It looks like it. <laughs> uh, she's holding a riot shield. Yeah. So and it's... it, it shows that she can hold that damage for a 20k shield, but you have to be grade four. And for me, I'm looking at it as, as a Brantgate card is ass. 
because the only thing mm-hmm. that you can use this in for Brant Gate until possibly Orphus or Gravidia end up getting a grade four variant uh, is just uh, Battle Princess grade four deck. Mm-hmm. And what? while it is an 8K, 20K shield, I don't mm-hmm. feel that in my my personal Battle Princess deck, I will value the 20k shield over the raw power or consistent imprisonments. It depends on, like, what your ratios are for your grade ones. If you have, like, the grade ones for, because, uh, okay, so let me let me ask you for your grade first before I, I finish my thought. <laughs> <laughs> what are you grade for? Uh, my, my grade four will be the Battle Princess. Oh, or you? Meant no, I meant like, what's your grade? What's your grade oh, for the grade? Uh, so I, pre- I actually prefer running that mm-hmm. order card that we got in set three, that mm-hmm. counterblast one when it's placed, draw one card, then all your units get, uh, all your grade twos can boost. I okay, like playing well, but... Battle Princess grade two because. Oh, okay. Okay. I can consistently make fifty. Uh, I can consistently make twenty-five and thirty k columns. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I never have to worry about. Am I playing a grade two down too early? Because then it just turns around and becomes a boost. On top mm-hmm. of that, I like it because it gives me a lot of access to. Uh, it gives me a lot of uh, um, freedom to intercept willing uh to to say low damage i like staying low damage with my battle princess deck Mm -hmm. so uh, i'm gonna be going that's another reason why i personally do not value this card very high Uh, because i don't run grade ones Mm -hmm. how about you okay that's fair no but that's why i was asking like what is your grade for it like what what how much stars are you gonna give it Oh, my grade for this. Oh, my stars. Uh, My stars for this. I'm going to say this is a one. Uh, Could have been a two if I was personally going to play this card, to be honest. Like, it's it's a one star because I'm never going to touch this card. I don't see any meta where I will ever value a 20k shield over having some form of imprisonment. Like, if this card also said that when it's placed onto R, it did something, then Mm -hmm. I would be about it. But the moment that it's placed on R, you're never going to get it back into your hand through any means of what the deck naturally does. So it just feels that I'm running it exclusively to place into the Guardian Circle. And Battle Princess doesn't draw enough for me to warrant that. It can draw cards, but it doesn't draw enough naturally. Like, you've got uh, the grade three, well, you're triple driving. Sure, you have a shot at getting this into your hand. You're on grade four, you're triple driving. Sure, you have the ability to get this to your hand. But without any kind of way to search my deck, put it into my hand, or to be able to bounce it off a board and put it into my hand, I find no value in this card. The art's neat. The name's cool. 
but that's where the buck stops for me. Once mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say something controversial. Mm. Um, I feel that this is three. It's a three-stock card. For me, the reason why I feel that way is due to the fact that since the whole archetype is focused around riding the grade four a whole lot, and depending on what... This is sort of like exactly what the the order we previously talked about, the searching net, and this also feels because it's a bit different. Since your build is different from the conventional or battle princess, you probably would never, ever want to run this card. And I agree. This card is a very situationally based card, but since you, <clears throat> you do want to get into the raid four eventually... And since your front row is getting power based on how many cards are in your opponent's prison, and by the time you get into the mid to late game, your opponent is going to have upwards to about you know six or seven cards in a water zone in their um, in your prison already. So your front row is already being compensated for not having any grade one or grade two added boosters via your order effect. So I really like being able to have a defensive option on the turns, the downturns when you might not have enough pressure, but your defenses need to be high because you want to farm more cards. There are some of the great ones from from Brandgate for prison that do allow you to draw cards if one doesn't have much in the front row in terms of things to prison. But I like it because it gives you a way of being able to just like farm, defend, and you can play this in a sort of like deck out and mill strategy. I really like this a lot. It gives you a different angle to approach with different decks and a real like card design like this. Well, what's your final? What's your final rating? So my final rating is it. I, I want to give it three, but it'll be two, two and a half for now for me for now. I want to give it three though. No halves. It's very situational. No halves. No halfsies. So then it's two. Okay. Then it's two. For me, it's two. I respect it too. I respect mm. it too. Maybe, maybe, perhaps we will see a uh, defensive. Battle Princess deck come out of this set. Uh, mm-hmm. Next. Let me close these. Cool. Uh, the next one is a Gravidia support card. Gravidia Mondieu. That's that's French, right? Yes. Okay. Mondieu. Mondieu, sir. Grade <laughs> 1. 8,000 power. 5,000 shield. It has the ability of Continuous Guardian Circle. This unit gets 5,000 shield for every three meteorites in your drop. Um, the art I'm not really feeling. It's cute. You know, I'll even like make it larger. It's cute. But I mean, I've seen better for the Gravidia line. It, um, I... What I expect out of the art from the Gravidia line is more akin to what a sliver player would expect mm-hmm. in, in MTG. And this, while it looks like a sliver, that's about where the buck ends. It doesn't really convey much of the ferocity or even the defensive capabilities of it, of the effect. Like, as we saw with the last Battle Princess, she's a defense card. She's got a riot shield. I don't know what you could have done to make a sliver look defensive, but, you know, uh, I, mm. overall, I feel like this one isn't too great. Uh, this is going to be, for me, with the effect also taken into account, 
a flat zero stars. Um, not feeling the art, not feeling the ability. I can't imagine at any state of the game uh, or in any meta where a Gravidia player would value this slot in their deck. I, I can agree with that. I think, I think this card is possibly a one for me. Like you, posit you can maybe run. There's a lot of space in Gravidia in the Grade Ones still, so you could probably slot this in there if you're not playing the Grade One out of the, out of the ride line. If you're not playing any copies, and if you want to say like, huh, I kind of want to play two copies of this because there are moments where I have like, thirteen and I don't know like. 10 meter right to my drop zone and I kind of feel like I want to have like a 15k shield bonus and sure that can happen but they're very few and far between I don't know this is very meta dependent again yeah. <laughs> right now we're actually starting to see a lot of very defensive cards uh, in an archetype that has been known to be pretty aggressive so it's very like very surprising to me seeing cards like this pop up <laughs> yeah. so it's a one for me for now very true. It's a situational I, card. I do appreciate mm -hmm. that they are designing cards that are pushing the shield capabilities uh, closer with the power creep within the game. Like I, I feel mm -hmm. this card only exists because of the power creep that happens in this set. And I, I do respect that they are giving us defensive options at the same time as a power creep, you know? Yeah, 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 I agree. All right, uh, let's roll on to the next one. Gravidia Abe. Abe! It's a great one. 8,000 power, 5,000 shield. The skill uh -huh. is auto. When this unit is placed on rear guard circle, if your order zone has three or more meteorites, counterblast one. Draw a card, choose up to one meteorite card from your hand, and put it in your order zone. I'll let you rate this one first. Um, as a common? Yeah, uh, this is a, yeah, this is a common. I think this card's kind of cracked. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Explain. Explain why you think it's cracked. Uh, okay, so like, even though it might not be as impressive right now. Your first Gravidia Grade 3 turn is guaranteed 3 Meteors, and this giving extra Meteor out of your hand is pretty insane to me. Um, so you get to draw a card, and you get to add an extra one. It's cycling for itself at the cost of a CUB is really good. Uh, and I probably will read this, read this card as a 3. Hard can, 3 for me. I can see that. Um, how are you feeling the art? Mm, I like the art. It's, it has sort of like a Aurora Borealis in the background. Here? Localized yeah, entirely in, the background. in this background? Uh, it has like the Aurora Borealis in the background. I kind of like that. Wow. It's sort of like a... Yeah. <laughs> sort of like a Northern Lights sort of aesthetic. Since the whole archetype is sort of like in... Like in North Pole or South Pole or something of, yeah. the, of the continent. So it has that in the background. I kind of like it. Yeah, I dig it. I, I really do dig the art. I, I love that it's colorful with a meaning, like it pops. Like this mm -hmm. is that example mm -hmm. that is that this is what I just said of if you if you like slivers, 
You don't just mm-hmm. take anything that looks like a sliver. Like you want it to look cool. This looks cool. Mm. It's bright. Yeah. It's vibrant. Um, I like the effect a lot. Um, I don't like that it's a counterblast. I wish it was. I don't a like it because it's a counterblast either. I would. I, agree. I would I agree. even have been more comfortable if this said Soul Blast Two, like. I don't want to spend a counter blast that I'm going to dedicate to using Gravidia's effect uh, mm-hmm. here. Uh, I like that it allows you to play five meteorites and uh, oh no, four meteorites in one turn. Uh, technically mm-hmm. five if you're using the meteorite card that counts as two. You could mm-hmm. target that one from your hand and then have five on your first Gravidia ride i like that a lot i think i am going to play around with this card i'm going to give it a three as well i think this Mm -hmm. card has a place currently i i I think that gravidia players currently are too focused on rocks and less of the gravidia support that surrounds the rocks because we didn't we we didn't in the first set have many options for restoring rocks into the order zone now we have the option of being able to pull them from the drop zone back into the order zone i think gravidia abby works really well in that deck too it means that Mm -hmm. you're going to consistently be able to throw rocks just to throw rocks which is one of the things that I ran into an issue with Gravidia of, if my opponent isn't putting things on the board, do I really want to sacrifice a board wipe just so I can get this critical, you know? This, I feel, lets me just forget that even exists. Gives me back a card, puts a meteorite into the meteorite, uh, into the order zone. I like this. I'm gonna say it's a heart. You know what? No, no, this is a four. I'm taking Whoa. this up to a four because if you're Whoa. going to be build, if you are going to think out the box and you're going to try to pioneer the second variant of Gravidia, I think mm-hmm. this is going to be a star in that deck and with that playstyle. So I'm going to say this is a four in my book. It's a fantastic common. I do think it will be used more in the future, um, unless we end up getting the exact same thing and it says use a soul blast. Crazy. I'm crazy. I'm out here. I throw the first four. This is a four. And also I love the art. The art is fire. Like I I really (laughs) hope that this one comes. Oh wait, it does. Perfect. It comes as a foil. It's a hollow. Oh. Oh. 100%. 100%. This is a four. Okay, I can agree with that. For me, it's a three. It's a solid three for me. I think as a common, it actually has a status close to like a double rare for me, mentally. Um, like I can see this being run as at least as a two of, two or three of. Oh yeah, like it's Maybe. a solid two. It's a solid two copy. Like I don't think you could go wrong with it because it replaces itself. It can technically mm-hmm. put in the rock that counts as two, which is more bonus for it as well. I think with mm. that other card in mind, that's why it deserves that four slot for me. Like, I agree. It should, it could have been a double R, but I'm happy it's a common. 
<laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. All right, the next one. We're into some Cardinal Noids now. Cardinal Noid Suprema. It's a grade one. It has power 10,000, and it has shield 10,000. Whoa! <laughs> We're breaking the mold here in card design. Uh, continuous ability in your hand if your world is not abyssal dark knight this card cannot be normal called this also includes the guardian circle so this restricts this to be played exclusively in an abyssal dark knight deck i would call it orphis but i mean orphis is starting to become less of the star of his own deck it's it's much mm -hmm. more about the abyssal dark knight with a lot of the card design that we're seeing going forward the card art is bright, it's vibrant, she's cute, she's smiling, she's living life, she's got her hand out pointing at the opponent saying, you in trouble. I like it. I like it, but oh. I don't know where we'd run it because... The grade ones is so tight in Cardinals, it is almost impossible to fit tight. anything anymore. It's super duper tight. The draw power and the searchability isn't there. Um, mm -hmm. The restriction doesn't matter too much because it will be live by your grade three turn. And that's ultimately when you're going to want to use it anyways. Um, I just feel that this card will become... The, the, the only unique thing about this card is the shield and the power value. The restriction doesn't matter too much to me. Mm -hmm. But it, I'm going to be producing Shadow Army tokens. I'm going to value a Shadow Army token on the board over her. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. I think I would probably keep... This is one of those cards you probably want to keep your eye on um, for future support. This is one of those cards you're like, huh. This probably doesn't do that much for me now, but if you're at the lead game stages, you realize, damn, I've gone through all of my CB and I can't really do anything anymore. You can kind of just slap this down to get the actual last bit of push to get the 10k bonus you need to force him to guard with, you know, 30k shield True. instead of just the, the 15 they could have gone for or 20 they could have gone for. True. So I, I can see what you mean, but hopefully we might get some more cardinal support that might make this shine better i'm gonna rate this as a one personally myself yeah i'm gonna say it's a one the card art is cute if it was a foil i'd have one foil copy just because i do like the art the art is really nice um, yeah because she has like a a, a pink headpiece on she has like a very link joker aesthetic with yeah, like a bunch yeah. of rings and stuff which is I'd, really nice i'd like to see somebody big brain this into their ride deck because it doesn't say anything that you, about not being able to ride it. Mm -hmm. So look, if you, if you feel in like froggy and premium format, Ooh, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, spicy. You can, you can so ride, you put this you into your, this. you put this into your link Joker deck and premium format. So that way your opponent can't rush you. <laughs> 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 oh 
guess so. Goodness, you can put this. You still, in... <laughs> you still <laughs> can't guard this, though. Yeah, you, you I mean, can't... wait. What? You still can't guard with this, though. Yeah, I mean, you could find some way to fit Abyssal Dark Knight into a Link Joker deck. He really could. Oh yeah, for sure, Link Joker, but never Nova. I feel. Yeah, for sure. Um, damn. What else can I use? I could use this. You could superior call it through means and Nova Grappler. You True. could superior call True. it through means and Link Joker. I think this card may have some cheese value in premium format. But that's it. Like, if I was a side scale, cheese scale, I say this is a two. <laughs> Still not very high on the cheese scale. Yes. But if you could find a way to use this, you will be the king of the nerds for the day. You will. <laughs> yeah, and something like Zubat Victor, you could probably call something on your hand. Yes. Like this first, yeah. yeah, see, you're thinking. You th that's <laughs> see, that's thinking with the cheese brain. <laughs> <laughs> Melting monster, or a Sidian, or or a Sidron, or a Sidron. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great two. It has power ten thousand and shield five thousand. I want to start with the art. I really like the art. Uh, it looks like it's raising the ground for some it, other reason. It might be like a mining subspecies of the Gravidia. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 mining out the natural resources. But it's so beautiful while it's doing. It's like if you were... If, if this was like one of the herald angels during the apocalypse, like that's what it, that's what it reminds me of. It, it's very alien. Um, mm -hmm. I like it. I like alien ass cards, you know, I'm not, I, I'm a big fan of them. I lost the, oh no. Boop, there you go. Uh, hey. So we have the effect and that is when this unit is placed on R, draw a card, choose a card from your hand, discard it. Not too exciting. <laughs> no. Not, such good artwork, but on an effect that just could be placed on a grade one. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll have to give it a, a one star, I feel. It's a one star. The art carries it to the moon. That's about it. <laughs> um, about Beyond that, uh, this card, I don't ever see it seeing play. Uh, during if you're playing uh, sneak peek from the box, I'd say this card would be all right for filter. But beyond that, you'll never touch this card again in your life. It doesn't even come in foil, so you can stick one in your deck uh, into your binder. So, like if we had like a draft system in in Vanguard again, like if we did like drafts and stuff, this would yeah. be a bomb. This, oh, yeah. this is a bomb here. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. It's another Gravidia. Gravidia Luleric. Ooh, I said that right the first time. Nice. Uh, it is a grade two. It has 10,000 power, 5,000 shield. Standard stuff there. And its ability is auto rearguard circle. When this unit attack hits, search your deck for up to one meteorite. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Search your deck or drop. That's important. For up to yes. one meteorite card, 
put it in your order zone, and if you search your deck, shuffle your deck. I like this card. I hate the art. I'm not even going to like... I'll, I'll enlarge it. That art is pretty messy. It's kind of nasty looking. Like, it's sort of like a symbiote sort of thing that happened with it. Yeah. Like, it it ate into something else, and then in, the, both of them, like a cat-frog-looking mixture. Yeah. I don't know. It's not I'm my not, jam. Not feeling it. But I, I am feeling the ability, because uh, the on-hit pressure, I do like early on-hit pressure. This would allow you to chuck a meteorite for the ride deck, and then still have an aggressive turn, too. Um, I like that it surges both the deck or the drop. And I also like that it puts it directly into the order zone during yes. the battle phase as well. So you mm -hmm. could be at your four rocks and your opponent could be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just bully rear guards. I like that as well. You can bully rear guards with this card. Like I, I, yeah. a lot of players don't always play on bullying rear guards, but I like that play style. So I think this with the grade one that I rated at a four earlier would go really well together in a deck. I could foresee a possible nine meteorite, uh, a nine meteorite uh, build where you're running four of the brand new counts as two, and then you're running five regular meteorites. I feel that with these cards that are searching from both your deck and your drop coming into play in this set, um, the amount of meteors you have to run are going to start dropping going forward. So I'm going to say this is a three for me. Not as high because I hate the art, but a three because I see the application in the future, and I also see the application application here in the present. I think this deck could be playable on nine. Uh, I will actually... Okay, so for me, it's going to be a two. The reason I only make it a two is due to the artwork. That's basically <laughs> it. <laughs> That's it. I think it's good, though, overall. Um, <laughs> the artwork is what deducted the point off for me, and the fact that it's on hint, I hate on hits with a passion. I hate really. I yeah, I hate do on hits. Do you hate with a passion. on hits because you are afraid of them, or do you hate on hits because it doesn't give you instant gratification control? Yes, it it does not give me the moment of when it attacks, like maybe CB one, you do the same effect sort of thing. But this, like, the fact that it needs to hit. It's just, like, irksome to me. I played too much archetypes where, like, oh, if you hit, you get this plus, maybe. And then my opponent has, like, eight cards or nine cards in hand. And I'm like, well, these cards are garbage. <laughs> I just don't want to play it anymore. But you're right. You could have moments where you're like, okay, I want to attack my Vanguard into the rear. And you're like, no, I'm a guard. And they're like, all right, bet. I'll attack the van. And you're like, okay, I'll take this. All right, cool. I use skill. And they're like, oh, wait, uh... You know, <laughs> and it puts a momentary pause on yeah. what they probably wanted to do as strategy. So I do like that on hits have gotten a little bit better, giving people like, okay, if any of my units touch you, disaster. Yeah, like the way I, the way I gauge on hits are, 
is it actually painful? Like, do I, mm-hmm. do, does it actually put my opponent in a position where they have, this is a make or break moment. Like, good example, mm-hmm. on hit, flat draw card. What would you rate mm-hmm. that? Uh, I'd rate it like a three. Yeah, because it draws you a card. Like, if your opponent sleeps Mm. in the slightest, you're going to get a free card. And they won't know what that card does. You have more shield. You have more aggression. So I I like to rate mine based off of, does it actually impact my opponent? And this card, in my eyes, does impact my opponent. Like, Mm -hmm. they can't Mm -hmm. afford to put a 10k on the front row that they're not prepared to drop a 5k shield for. And at the worst, if you have a booster behind this thing, they're not going to drop 10k for that rear guard. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would, I, if I played this in tandem with the grade one, it would also be ran as a, as a two of. I think when it's played on the mm-hmm. board at any point in the game, I can get a little value out of it. While it's either the pressure or uh, the shield or just the flat attack. So uh, so mine is a three star and JJ's is? Uh, two. Still two definitively stars. a two. Artwork is booty and I don't like it's on it. But <laughs> Artwork that's... is hella booty. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's a no for me. Uh, I think it's only I, I reduced points just based on on if it's on it or not all righty well let's move on to the next and i think this is maybe the last no we have a couple more commons left uh mm-hmm. we have aurora battle princess restraint piani 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 mm-hmm. piani piani yeah. piani uh mm-hmm. great to ten thousand power five thousand shield auto when this unit is placed on rearguard circle, soul charge one for each of your opponent's imprisoned cards in your prison. I hate this. I love the art. <laughs> and this is one of the other ways now about it to write. Like, we had a good card with bad art, and now we have a great artwork-looking card, but horrible skill. It's so it's... bad. It's so, like, her, her artwork is so beautiful, though. Like, she has, like, her beads, I guess. They're, like, prism cuffs that she throws on enemies and stuff like that. Yeah. And they become enlarged. So she has, like, some sort of magic ring system thing going on. Yeah. This is... I, I If I wanted to, like, give someone brain rot, I would run one of these in my deck. Play the grade four, imprison as much as possible, and then drop this to kill myself. <laughs> no. That's uh, that's the mood that it gives me is like, you want to kill yourself, child? <laughs> Play this. I think this is a one. I probably would still give a one. Or I would give us a but the artwork is so good. Yeah, the artwork is a fire. I give it a one because the artwork is fire. Beyond that... Mm-hmm. This card no. will never see play. Maybe, maybe in the future where we have a Legion loop mechanic where everybody is putting cards back into their deck, perhaps this card may have a place in the world. But right now, it is not existent. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a flat one from the two of us. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Aurora Battle Princess, Trace Yun? Yun? Jun? Jene? Jene? Janelle Monet. <laughs> I hope I hope it's good now that we call this Janelle Monet. <laughs> uh, power ten thousand, shield five thousand, mm-hmm. three two with intercept, of course. Uh, continuous rearguard circle. If one or more of your opponent's cards are in prison, this unit gets boost and can intercept from the back row. Um, she going fast. I wish she had a piece of toast in her mouth that would like make this um, or donut. I wish she had a donut in her mouth while she was going fast. Mm-hmm. But I do like the art. Uh, I do think that if you let's say you just started Vanguard and you mm-hmm. picked up a Battle Princess trial deck and this is the most recent set that the shop has. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel that if you pull this card, you could safely put it into your deck and get good benefits out of it. So I'm going to say yep. this is a two of, because it, although there is not room in a prime deck, let's say like you have, you have money, you bought a case, you bought a yes. case split for all mm-hmm. of them. So you have everything mm-hmm. You will overlook this card. This card is irrelevant to you. However, if you've just entered the game and your car, or you have a limited access to a card pool, this will catch people sleeping. <laughs> this, when you play it on your back row or you intercept with it from your back row, you will have your opponent pick your card up and read it and be like, when did this come out? <laughs> so I give this a two. I think this is a two star. I like the art. I think the effect is agree. solid. I think the effect mm-hmm. is going to be relevant forever. So um, I think this card is a two. A two for the grade two. It could have been a three if she had toast in her mouth. Or, or if she had like 5k power on her. Yeah. Yeah, I give that. Like, give it, like, mm-hmm. out of all the cards that we've seen get a shield boost, if this one had a shield boost of plus five shield, I think it would have slot as a one or a two of in many decks. Especially since you can choose to run this as your booster and as your booster over running the grade two order card that I mentioned earlier. So, uh, this is a solid two. On to the next one. We are on to the Cardinal Noids mm-hmm. once more. Uh, Cardinal Noid Negulita? 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 Negulata. Negulita? Negulita. 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 Great two with intercept. 10,000 power, 5,000 shield. Has the continuous rearguard ability. Your shadow army tokens cannot be chosen by your card effects and cannot be retired by your opponent's card effects. This is decent. I like this, it. I, I think this is pretty decent. For a common, um, 
I think it could have matches where this can be relevant. Your opponent, ha- like your opponent, has to retire this first to get to your stuff. That's true. If you were to slap two of these on your front row. Oh, if you were to slap one behind your vanguard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shuts down Bava completely. Mm-hmm. I like it. I just... Mm-hmm. See, my, my issue with Orphis is... Or, or, or Abyssal Dark Knight is... It's just too flexible. It's so flexible, it's hard to say what's really good for your deck without being like, oh, okay, we're just never going to value power. And the first three sets of Orphus support have all been, here's more power, here's more power, make uh, make more Shadow Army tokens. But if Orphus was... In V series, Orphis would be a fantastic Axel deck. Mm-hmm. But here we are in D series, and we have three attacks still. <laughs> I'm personally looking for something more from my Orphis support cards or Abyssal Dark Knights cards. So I'm going to say this is a two. This is a two for me right now because the art's, uh, it's all right. Uh, the effect is good. However, I would, my Orphus build and play style values aggression over defense. Maybe if Orphus has the ability to put cards back into the deck to extend their game, I would mm-hmm. love to play a card like this then. Because it would fit mm-hmm. into the play style of you are going to consistently keep playing the game. And I like that about Orphus. Orphus, there's no stopping Orphus from playing the game except for the lock mechanic. <laughs> there is it. Uh, maybe damage it. Well, I mean, not stop them completely, but at least slow them down for like a turn or two. Yeah, you could um, slow them down a little bit, but uh, I'd argue even damage denial is a little less effective due to the mm-hmm. grade one that they received in set three that they can mm-hmm. soul blast, retire, and create a shadow army token. Thank you. Yeah, so it seems like you could. It comes down to what you value. And me personally, I value aggression with my Orthus deck. So I'm going to give this a two. I too give it an also a two. A two as well. On to the next. Yeah. <laughs> Aurora <laughs> Battle Princess chasing Neil. Neil! It's a grade three. Has Persona Ride for some reason. Has power 13,000. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. its auto rearguard ability is when this attack hits, cost counterblast one. Your opponent chooses a card from their hand and imprisons it in your prison. What do you think? Uh, for me, it's a one. Yeah. The art, it's cute. It's decent. It's cute-ish. But... It's like, look at her on a bike. Okay, wait a minute. Never mind. I saw the streamer. It's super cute. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it goes from cute to super cute, but that doesn't give it any more stars. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, for a uh, when its attack hits, it really mm -hmm. is not that great. Nope. Because most of your most of your prison <laughs> skills already do all of that pre-hit, pre-combat already. Mm -hmm. Most of your most of your cards come into play by prisoning stuff already. It does, however. Threaten your opponent's hand a little bit more in comparison <coughs> to the other archetypes, because the other ones allow you to draw a card after using it, you know, that sort of stuff. This one is just like, no, gimme. I guess That's true. But like if you if you wanted to play a hand hate variant, mm -hmm. I guess this is what you would want to put in it. So maybe we're gonna see a hand hate variant of Battle Princess come, but I don't think mm -hmm. it's going to be from this set. No, and no, no. I definitely feel that this card could have been better if, as we were talking earlier, you pointed out when it attacks versus when the uh, when its attack hits. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's gonna get a solid one for me. It's cute. It does come in hollow foil, so I probably will have one in my collector's binder. Next, mm -hmm. we are on to electromagnetic monster. Okay, I don't even know where to start with this. L -E city. Oh, it's using a phonetic word of uh, electricity. So like, like sort of trying to say electricity, but like, oh, uh, they chopped it up and they said like, I hate it. It loses a star immediately because of that. <laughs> what? They try to make a pun. <laughs> Uh, it's a great three. It has Persona Ride. Uh, it's also a power of 15,000. So we have power 15,000 on a great three. Vanguard mm. Rearguard Circle. If your order zone has no cards, this unit cannot attack. So honestly, all that I see here is a restriction for it in premium format. Outside yep. of that... This card, paired with that grade one, we might have a weird, janky ride deck that will play on Abyssal Dark Knight. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could this be the direction of <laughs> generic Abyssal Dark Knight is having weird number vanguards that your opponent has to call and dedicate a board to? I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. I'm going to give this uh, a one. <laughs> uh, the art isn't doing it for me. I do think it could have application in some in the budget sphere in the future. But currently, I'm not really feeling this card at all. Uh, Ditto. I, I don't like it. It does look like a... Um... Do you know, like, those deep-sea monsters? Yeah. The ones with, like... Yeah, it does look like a giant space deep-sea monster. Yeah, I can see it. That's pretty sick. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, 15k base, you know, as a as a grade 3. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, design is completely nuanced and different. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> on to the next one. We are finally into the rares. This is where I feel it's going to go a lot faster because 
There are mm -hmm. a lot more commons than there are in the rarity slot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got the uh, brand new rock. New rock just dropped, y'all. Falling Hell Hazard. It is an order card, a set order to be specific, and it is a meteorite. Continuous. Mm -hmm. When you count the number of meteorite, meteorite cards put from your order zone into your drop, for the cost of your Vanguard's ability, this card counts as two. Second ability, Auto. When this card is put into your drop from the order zone, find this card, choose one of your opponent rear guards, and retire it. This card is a hard four. Hear me out. I know it could mm -hmm. be a five, but... But I don't know if I'm feeling the art. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I'm feeling the art. The art's cute. It's cool. Like you got Gravidia in the center looking down on you. Looks pathetic. But <laughs> I, I remember like the, the whole Atache scene. Yeah. It's I, like the Atache scene. It's like, oh, whoa, you handled the first meteorite pretty well. What about the second one sort of thing? That's yeah. Kind of like yeah. I, I dig it, but I don't fully dig it. I also feel that this card will be around for quite a bit. Like, um, until we get a rock that says I count as five, even then, I see this rock being ran more than the grade one rock. Um, yeah, that's it. It's a four. We've seen this card a lot. We've talked about this card more in the comments section than we did here. <laughs> so yep. I feel like I can solve this mm. by just saying it's a four star. Could be a five star if the art was a little bit more fire, but solid four star. I see it as a staple for quite some time until we get another rock that says the exact same thing but has a, a different kind of auto ability. I don't see this rock going anywhere anytime soon. Yep. Onward. After JJ says his number. Mm -mm, I agree with you. It's a four. It's a four? <laughs> because right now, yeah, it's a four for me. Yeah. Okay. On to the next one. We got Melt in the Darkness. It's Evil Heart. It's a Blitz Order. It's a Grade 3 Blitz Order. And you play it with one Counter Bless. You choose one of your units, and it gets 10,000 until end of turn for each of your Shadow Army tokens. More defensive options for Orphus, or for your future generic <laughs> Abyssal Dark Knight deck. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it. I really like what? it, actually. But? No, that's it. I don't hate <laughs> it. I really like mm -hmm. it, actually. I guess the the butt is just a continuation of I'm an aggressive Orphus player, so I don't really have much room to to vacate to place this card in there. Um, however, with Orphus, if you're not burning your own Shadow Army tokens, this is a 30k shield making you 43k. That's very good. 
very that's a near better than a pg in a lot of situations and if you have a full board of shadow army tokens you're sitting on a solid 50k so you're 63 nothing's going to get over that hill it doesn't count as a shield so you can get around guard restrict i do like this card i don't know where i'll fit it into my deck and how many i would run off the mm -hmm. bat, I'd say I'd run... I could easily fit one. I would try to run two, however. I agree with that. Um, there is... It, this is also one of the things... Like, when we did see all of the defensive options for currently for Brandgate... Brandgate has been getting a lot of defensive options, as I said. Because I think the studio tends to notice... Ah, this deck can't really guard against anything. They play so much, like, orders and meteorites and stuff like that. Yeah. They can't guard against anything. So I really like that they're trying to introduce, oh, hey, you know, hey, we know you're having struggles guarding against decks that are hitting for 40k and plus more power. Here, mm -hmm. here's something that might help with that. Yeah. Um, you might need to cut one of your utility pieces or a combo piece, but at least this is a way that you don't instantly die on turn three. Exactly. Here, exactly. So I would say two, meta-dependent. Meta it's a meta-dependent card. Uh, I, I say a two as well, meta-dependent. Could be a three if the meta uh, does shift in favor of high defense. Because this, mm -hmm. if you're looking for a big-ass defense while playing Orphus, this is your go-to card. If you were already running the grade one battery, mm -hmm. then I would replace that with this. Yes, agreed. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. We have the draw trigger. Oh my god, this was so fast, so easy. Okay, this is a five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Five stars. Yeah. very easy. Five. Um, like I think we can probably chalk it up to like all the triggers are going to be five stars. I feel right. Yeah, it could be. I, I can't remember all the art, but this one's too goddamn cute <laughs> to get anything lower than a five one i love little robots like this if i was a super villain i would have all of my like assistants be these kind of robots two <laughs> we get like an appearance from a mecha which we have zero mechas in Brantgate right now so this is telling us that we're getting a mech boy soon I hope so, because I have been hankering. It's also one of the reasons I haven't played it yet. Yeah. It's just that there's no mechas. No mechas that I care about. Yeah, no, there's there's nothing. We keep getting monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Brantgate has had zero mechas. I guess, like, Dimension Police were like, we're good, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, way from a distance. All right, on to the next uh, rare. We have Crushing Monster, Mega Grago. Mega Grago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mega Grago. Mm -hmm. It looks like a giant cockroach with bat wings. So it looks like the cousin of Mothra sort of thing going on. Yeah, the ugly one. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a standard grade one with boost, 8,000 power, 5,000 shield. Um,. Auto rearguard circle. When the unit when the attack this unit boosted hits, counter charge one. I think this is going to be a budget player staple. So I'm going to give it a three star. 
Um, there's a lot of options to countercharge within Brantgate. Like they have a lot of options. However, a lot of those options have been gated into double R slots. The best yep. option came out in set one. If you do not have access to set one, uh, to set one's uh, boba mine, then mm -hmm. this would be a solid replacement. Again, like not everybody has access to every. There's a finite amount of double R's out there in the world. There is no other yep. reprint scheduled. So going forward, this is going to be the easiest one for new players to pick up. I think it's a three. The art, not feeling it too much. I do like that it's monstrous and it fits like the, the, the feel of it and everything. I like the colors. They pop really nice to it. It's got like the streamy. You know what? The art's not that bad, actually. I take it back. Art's not that bad. It's a solid three still, though. Mm, same here. I think it's a solid three as well. Um, I think it's like what you just said. Bubble Mine currently is like a $10 card or so. Yep. Uh, ten to fifteen dollar card, and this card is a rare, borderline <laughs> common. This card will be free for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the time, like when people start buying this card out because you can't find any bubble mines, then it'll probably increase in price. But if you exactly. pull into any of these, this is also premium applicable because you can play this in any archetype in uh -huh. premium. You can play this in Link Joker too if you wanted mm -hmm. to. Ooh. Yep. And you won't have to worry about losing board presence as well with this. Mm -hmm. And so, this is one of the very few on hits. I'm like, well, I can stop this behind my Vanguard. And they have to PG. Oh, or man. Could, yeah. Oh, man. You slap this behind mm -hmm. your Vanguard and Nova Grappler? Oh, mm -hmm. that's good mm -hmm. applications. Okay, see? This is... See? See? <laughs> It's been nice <laughs> that we've rolled through all of these cards. Like, we're going to be so ready for set four, personally. Like, we're going mm. to be we're, we're ready. we ready. And you at home listening, you ready too. Mm -hmm. Almost. Because yep. we're, we're almost done with Brantgate. Uh, next card is another Cardinal. Cardinal Premia Prima Lacotte. Yeah. Okay, so... The art. I'm gonna start with the art because it reminds me of a Pink Floyd poster. I was about to say it reminds me of you know those psychiatrist ink blots. Oh, They're like, yeah. what? What is your interpretation of seeing this thing? Because it's like mirrored. She looks like a Madame Butterfly. Yeah. But it's like completely mixed with pinks, uh, reds, uh, fuchsias, like some purple some other purples in there too bit of black and stuff and yeah. it's green as the ambient background it's so nice it gives I, me I would... that mm -hmm. effect of uh well how butterflies have their wings look like the a predator like eyes yeah. like fangs and everything mm -hmm. even the card gives that same kind of feeling with all the extra like with the hair adornments going down, the way that the legs, the way that the ring is broken behind her, and then you mm -hmm. see she has butterfly wings as well. So it gives you like a duel with that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Perfectly symmetrical as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think you literally could put this card in half and it'll be same on each side. Yeah. 
All right, so let's see if the effect stands up with a, as a grade one with boost and 8,000 attacking power and 5,000 shield. It has the ability of auto rearguard circle at the end of the battle that this unit boosted a shadow army token, call a shadow army token to the rearguard circle. This unit is on as rest. <coughs> this is not bad. <laughs> this is really good. This is pretty good. I would say it's a two, but it's a good two. It's it's one of those like, huh? If you can find ways of, so you attack with twenty three on your opponent's vanguard, then you okay. get the token off of it, then you attack with the unit that restands, and so you don't have to stack all your shadow army tokens. You could just stack a few of them, or if you're like, crap, I only have like space for making one more, or if you don't want to make one more, you force your opponent to get rid of one. And you only just need the one to restand your board. This gives you so much like options of being like right now with Brangate and Cardinals, they've gotten so much options now with being able to how to to design and pilot a deck. It's pretty crazy. So yeah. for me, it's a two. It has a lot of potential. It's yeah. two with potential. I'll give it a two with potential as well because, mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned earlier, one of the ways to stop Orphus in set one and set two was the option of denying them damage. An Orphus player mm -hmm. can't produce three Shadow Army tokens if they mm -hmm. can't use two Counter Blasts. This True. helps you get around it by using the other rares that uh, Cardinal Orphus has gotten since set one. Very specifically, mm -hmm. again, the grade one that you Soul Blast one if your Vanguard is Cardinal Duke Orphus. Mm -hmm. You retire it, and then mm -hmm. you make a Shadow Army token. You can mm -hmm. then follow up with this, and then you have two Shadow Army tokens. Do you see where I'm going from this? They've started mm -hmm. making it, making methods for you to be able to produce the required three Shadow Army tokens for the Restander without having to dedicate your Counter Blast to it. Yep. Then you could just invest your counterblast into something else. And plus, Such there's another order. Blitz order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus, there's another order that creates a Shadow Army token for you, too, as well. CB1, create a Shadow Army token. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Orphis has the way, has a lot of methods to not be stopped from doing what it does well. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going to agree with you. This is a two with potential. I think that this uh, card may become better if we do not see a better version of this in a higher rarity in the future. Yes. So uh, we're going to go ahead and... Oh, it also comes in a hollow foil. So that's fantastic. It has a fantastic art as well. Let's roll into the next one. We have Aurora Battle Princess Taser Large, a grade three with twin drive, Persona Ride, 3000 power as well, no shield. Auto, mm -hmm. front row rearguard circle, once per turn when your opponent's rearguard is placed other than from hand, rest that unit. I, wow. I think it makes me a little nervous. Because <laughs> this is one of the cards that I don't, 
Like, I don't like much of the Grey Threes much in this set. I think Lapista is probably my, my most favorite rear guard from the whole entire set, from all of Overdress at the moment. Mm-hmm. Next to Fosado. But this is one of those kind of cards you're like, hmm, this gives me some old-school Gridora sort of feels, you know? This is this is some dark face old-school shenanigans. Very true. And this can kind of, like, really hurt your opponent. It... It could be. It's very well balanced to not be as oppressive as it could be. I'll give mm-hmm. it that. This card could be nuts without the once per turn. It just completely shuts down anything that Superior calls, for one. The second thing about it is that it has to be on the, van- on the front row rearguard circle. Meaning that it's always going to be vulnerable. <laughs> like, it, it's meant to be popped off. I'm going to give it a one. I like the art. I do like the effect. However, I do not feel the I feel I feel the effect is exactly how they're doing Mega Colony. They're, they're purposely <laughs> nerfing it. And keeping mm-hmm. it from greatness. But I will also acknowledge that it had this card not have the once per turn and instead have like a soul blast cost, this card would be tier. Yeah. It's sort of like low impact, and I would have to agree with you that um it is for me also a one star at the moment. Good <sighs> art, good skill, just get kept behind. Um the once per turn mechanic because somebody can just play around this. I yeah. do think against different matchups though, this does have higher impact though. So against something like um uh Magnolia, for example, sometimes they do call end up calling from the drop zone due to order effects and stuff like that. Or uh Greedon, for example, sometimes superior calls out of soul Very every not once in a while, which can hurt you and you have to force you to invest more cards in hand mm-hmm. but i do feel that uh, unfortunately since it's a grade three if it was a grade two grade two auto include because it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it cheats it cheats <laughs> it shields it shields oh. man oh i thought you said it cheats <laughs> <laughs> no it's <laughs> no, it shields. so it, it's a solid one if it was a grade two it would be much better um, the once per turn isn't as detrimental because you, you get to choose when you want it to activate. Um, mm-hmm. so your opponent would have to big brain bait you into using it. <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, it, I, I feel that this, it's a one star for me still, but I do feel as well that if you picked up a trial deck and this is the most recent set that you see, you could run this mm-hmm. in your deck and you would cause problems. Yes. Yes. And multiples of this just makes it so much more hard. Oh, yeah. You, it, if it didn't have the front row rear guard circle, your whole back row would be this. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything on your back row, you're like, three times in the turn, my friend, you will not get to put anything down. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next one. We are now in the double R zone of the Brantgate support in set four. We have Aurora Battle Princess, Suppressed Gleamer. 
This is a grade one with boost, 8,000 power, 5,000 shield, a continuous rearguard ability of, if you have a vanguard with Seraph in its card name, this unit gets power plus 5,000 power. Then, auto, when this unit is placed on rearguard from hand, if three or more of your opponent's cards are imprisoned in your prison, search your deck for up to one card of the same name as this, call it to R, and shuffle your deck. I have a love-hate relationship with this. As I explained earlier, I'm playing on a grade two curve. I do think this is really good though. It gives you 28K columns in a lot of situations, which is the number you're trying to hit. It calls mm -hmm. another copy of itself from your deck. So it not only gives you a unit on the board, it also thins your deck significantly. Um, the from hand only is a natural balance, so I won't gripe from that, because if you could chain this, then this card would be an easy four of. Mm -hmm. I am not sure if I'm going to run this, because I'm focusing on great twos, but I but do objectively think this speaking, card what do you feel? is pretty good. I give it a three star. I think going forward in the game, especially with Gravidia removing so much of your board, this card is what's going to help Battle Princess put more cards on the board. You have to remember that like board wipes are a thing in the base meta. So I think mm -hmm. this is a natural defense against it. I give it three stars. I kind of like the art. It's okay. It's not It's not as offensive as some of the other arts that we've seen and rated really low. So I'm going to leave mm -hmm. it as like, it's okay. Three stars from me. Mm, it's a two for me. A two. Go on. Yes. Uh, since you already play grade ones, that already imprisons stuff from your opponent from your hand, and you kind of just want to keep on playing units that do that already. And there is some retired that exists in the game, but you probably just want to play the grade twos that either imprison or just add utility or give shield. I don't, I don't really like this as much mm. as some of the others. I feel. Ah, mm. uh, all right. Well, so I, I, I'm saying two for now. Solid. Like this is good. It's good. It's, it can attack on its own. It can call a copy of itself, especially if you don't really have much board. She, When you top deck her, she is nice, because if you're running like three copies to four copies of this, uh, she replaces herself, and that's pretty insane. Yeah. I feel like, a three, I feel like three copies is where the buck stops. Four mm -hmm. just seems excessive, because the odds of you using this effect twice in a game to pull out all of yours... I, I just don't really see it happening, especially with how the pace of grade four prison works, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's roll on to the next one. It's Gravidia support. We got Gravidia Shergo. Not to be confused with Shingo. Gravidia Shergo is a grade two with intercept, power 10,000, and shield 5,000. It has an act ability on the rearguard circle of 
Once per turn, Soul Blast 2. Choose up to 5 Meteorite cards from your drop, return them to your deck, and shuffle it. If you returned one or more cards until the end of the turn, this unit gets power 5,000. If you return three or more cards, it gets power 5,000. And if you returned five cards, it gets power 5,000. So this can become a 15K body on its own if you return a total full five cards back to your deck. I like this. This is the bread and butter of that nine rock build that I was talking about earlier through the run of Brantgate. I will say it is a a three star for me. A three star? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, leave... I think it's the the soul cost is a bit heavy for me. But you're like, if you put rocks, you get more soul. Oh, true, true, true. You're right. Like soul then... isn't that big of an issue, I feel. In in my <sighs> book, I've never been mm-hmm. without soul. Mm-hmm. I think there are moments where you do want to use some of your soul for drawing effects, though, sometimes. Especially if you're kind of low on heart, heart quantity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just want to cycle a little bit. Because some people still run, like, the grade 2. The Soul Blast 3 to draw a card. Mm-hmm. And then some others also use the Soul Blast 1 from the right line to put an order from your, uh, from your hand. Or two orders from your hand into your order zone. So, I mean, this does help a whole lot, but I'm just saying that the soul cost might be a bit higher. So, I still feel it's three for me. It is good. Don't get me wrong, it's really, really good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really draw me a card. You know what I mean? It yeah. just gets base power. Yeah. Like, if it would draw me a card and if the soul cost was a bit less, then for sure this could have been a four or five. But I feel it's a three based on the soul blast two. You don't want to top deck into this if your soul's already been emptied by the other units you have. Then it just becomes like a 10k vanilla. Doesn't really do any or add anything. It's a four drop. It's a four star for me, champ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, the, just the whole fact that I'm putting five cards back into my deck, in a deck where mm-hmm. I'm drawing consistently and soul mm-hmm, black, mm-hmm. and soul charging consistently, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. highly, highly value that. And it also mm-hmm. means that you can play the deck out game against a lot of decks in the game. If your burn mm-hmm. isn't enough, or you haven't hit the crit on the five drop, this is what's going to win a game for me mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. you. So I say it's a four star. It's a four star. I don't see it ever going anywhere. I see it as a consistent staple in the Gravidia deck. I yeah, can of see course. It being you play four copies from of this uh someone running four copies of it if they value it that mm-hmm. high uh currently yeah. to being sets far away from this like maybe three sets later i could see this still being squeezed into a deck as a two or a three of it's a four star in my mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. okay okay all right on to the next one we got cardinal draco Karjamid. Karjamid. That's uh, Indian, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a grade two. It's got intercept. It's got 10,000 power. And it has shield 5,000 power. Its continuous ability, well, one of his 
two abilities are Continuous Rearguard Circle, if your world is Dark Knight or Abyssal Dark Knight, this unit gets Boost and can intercept from the back row. Second ability, Continuous Guardian Circle. If your world is Abyssal Dark Knight, this unit gets Shield 10,000. I like this card. This is a four. Uh, this is a four for me as well. This is, this a, is a lot better in terms of defense. Because this, also, guarding from hand, gives you 15k shield, and it can become a booster for one of your other um, units. Yeah. Which is solid. Like, Orphis is going... So, the magic number is 33. Mm-hmm. And Orphis on its own can make consistent 30k columns you can flex to 25 and still be a threat so yes. this can make a 25k column very without with very with that uh, with ease there's no such thing as an 18k column when you have this in your deck I like it. 25 more. Yeah, I love it. I love I'm, it a lot. I love this card. Um, I will find a way to run 3, 2, 4 in my Orphus deck. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love this card. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This card, I think it's neat. <laughs> uh, the art also on it is intense. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. This card like, has so many Joker things levels. going on. And I love it. I want it in SP so I can get the borderless one because it has a majestic tail that just coils all over the place behind it. I love this card. This card is a four for me. JJ's review one more time. Uh, it's also a four for me. I mean, the artwork is really good. It has the majestic, like, um, Link Joker sort of, like, homunculus, um, Hydra Chimera sort of um motif going on it's like perched you know like a chimera perched on a windowsill sort yeah. of thing i like it yeah final three cards we are in the triple r zone burp, 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 burp. i didn't, I didn't mm -hmm. have the button queued up so that's what you guys get <laughs> we have one card from the three major archetypes which is the best triple r find out shortly with gravidia ba cabrita cabrito okay mm, now we're in the spanish oh mm -hmm. cabrito pick a pick a pick a language please <laughs> i'm flexing all <laughs> over the place today <laughs> it's a great three with twin drive it has persona ride for some reason <laughs> 13k base mm -hmm. power Auto, when this unit is placed on rearguard circle, soul blast one, choose a meteorite from your drop zone and put it into your order zone. Continuous, rearguard circle. During your turn, if your opponent's rearguard is retired this turn, this unit gets power plus 5,000, and if three or more were retired, critical plus one. This is spicy. One of my issues with Gravidia and its set three form 
is that its mm-hmm. rear guards do not push for game unless you hit triggers. It just will mm-hmm. not happen. And this, this is going to be a crit. Your opponent cannot afford to give you three if they know that you will, if they know that A, you have this on board, or B, mm-hmm. you have access to this card. That critical is so consistent against a lot of your main matchups, such as Prison, mwah, free critical. Uh, Magnolia, mwah, free critical. Everything, mwah, free critical. I think maybe the only thing that you will not get a free critical from is Phantom Blaster Overlord. It never have a board to feed to kill anything on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kill it all board before you do. Yeah. Exactly. I think overall, I do rate this card very highly. So I would say this is also a three to a four for me. I'll say four for now. The fact I just don't like it as a grade three. <laughs> I don't like that it's a grade three. I but, like that it's a grade um, three. It makes it easier to hit the Vanguard without having to do extra shenanigans. It's true. It does become a 28k column. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like finagle around with extra stuff. And it does have the added effect of being able to choose one of your, your meteorites in your drop zone, put into your order zone. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty, pretty good because you can have multiples of it. Use your soul, put more rocks into your order zone, mm-hmm. and then also get some more stuff off of it too as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a... Hmm. So this give... is a three for me, but leaning four. Yeah, I'm going to give this a three with potential. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why it is not a four is easier to say than the reasons why it's a three. It's not a yes. four because I mm-hmm. feel this card will get replaced by a better grade two in the future. Like I, Yes. It's yeah. just like, without a doubt, a yes, better grade two could come along and upsurp this. Um, mm-hmm. I also wish that its first ability was an act ability. I wish that mm-hmm. I could just soul blast one, take a meteorite from drop, put it into my uh, order zone. Mm-hmm. I feel that would be better use of this card. But I, I, for a set four card, I think it's a solid three. Unless we never get anything to replace this, then it will always be a three. But if no, mm-hmm. if we never, if we never do, then this card will be a four because it, it is a staple. You will want mm-hmm. this card on your board to close your games against your opponent, or at least force the last two PGs before you actually try to go in fully. Yep, very much so. It's a PG Slayer. Mm-hmm. On to the next one. Cardinal Draco. Masore. It's a dragon. It's a chunky dragon. It's a great three dragon with twin drive dragon and persona mm-hmm. ride dragon. And 13,000 dragon power. Did I mention oh. it's also a cyber dragon? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, The actability is... At rear guard circle, retire shadow army token, and this unit gets power 10,000 until end of turn. If this ability was activated for the third time this turn, this unit gets 
critical plus one until end of turn. Um, I don't hate it, but I also don't like it. <laughs> I don't I like it. I think this is the triple rare I probably slot as a two. Because, uh, like, sure, you can become a 43, I think, right? Because oh, it yeah. gets 10k per each. If you did it a third time, is then you get a crit. So it's like 43 plus crit. Uh, it's sort of like, okay, sure, I guess I'll just use front trigger and a crit trigger, I guess. <laughs> and it's kind of like a shrug. But on a persona right turn, it does become kind of smexy. Well, you. It, this is basically Counter Blast 2. Get mm. forty three and a crit, yes. On a van, on a rear guard, so yes. when you look at it through that direction, the only thing that stops you from using this is exclusively the damage denial. Um, mm -hmm. To pay for it through the other means that they have given us to produce shadow army tokens would be more expensive than to just use the two counter blasts from Orphus to produce them. Um, exactly. That also is what would nerf you from being able to run two of these in your front row. Well, I mean, kinda, kinda not. Do you really want to dedicate four counter blasts to this? The counter charge is there, slapping boba mines behind these rear guards, or slapping boba mine behind your vanguard will give you an easy refund of two. We have all the other options of counter charge that's available as well. So, I just, I, I don't, I don't think this plays well with a restander, no. and I do not feel that. I don't feel like this will be around for very long. It's good, but I don't see it being around for very long unless we can expect Shadow Army token spam to happen. Because if that's the case, then this card becomes a hard problem. <laughs> yeah, because this is like then, if you're able to before your Orphus turn, or like on your Orphus, your first grade 3 Orphus turn with like 1 CB, able to progress for 43 in a crit pretty consistently every single time, mm -hmm. then yes. Then I would, <laughs> I would like to see, hopefully do something about this deck then. But right now, as it stands, I, nah. It's a hard pass for now for me. Yeah. I, I see it as a two, but nah. I'm going to give this a three stars. It's all right. Um, there's mm -hmm. use for it. It can definitely and will definitely close games. However, yes. yep. this is high risk, high reward. And like incarnate. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a stark difference to the rest of the Orphus or Abyssal Dark Knight Shadow Army token support of being mm -hmm. high risk, high reward, where the others are like, mm, I'll take my time. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the, the whole ideology biding your time and just wearing down your opponent slowly but slowly. And this is sort of like, I am a dragon. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I have work. <laughs> I have to get to work in half an hour. Let's just finish this game off right now. So Three stars. Uh, I think the SP of this would be cool. I'd like an SP of this, even though it's yeah. a three-star card. Uh, so now we're on to the last one, the grade four. Step on me, mommy, battle Aurora, fierce princess, seraph, pure light, steppy, boots, 
go to jail, do not pass goal, grade four, chonky girl. Mm-hmm. That's a long name. I'm not sure if that <laughs> name is very accurate, but that's it's the probably not too accurate. That's 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 how I read it. I read the kanji this time. I didn't. I didn't. Read, uh, I didn't read the English. We got really lazy with translating this one. Gods. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grade four. Grade fours are back, and we have triple drive on this grade four, and uh, it's a uh, this is a this is a big girl. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Otto, when this unit is placed on the Vanguard circle, counterblast one, soul blast one, specifically with Seraph and its card name. Your opponent chooses two cards each from their hand, rear guards, and soul, and imprisons them in your prison. Continuous Vanguard circle. During your turn, all of your front row gets 5,000 power for every two of your opponent's rear guards imprisoned in your prison. If 10 or more are imprisoned, all of your front row gets critical plus one. This card is nuts. Five. Five, Five. stars. This Five. is what we came for. <laughs> yep. She is the box. I mean, there is... Chakrabati is probably like the box stopper, but no, she is truly the owner of yeah. the set. She, yeah. uh... She, mm. the, the art... The art is a hard five. Like, they were like, yo, she's 17. That's legal enough. Garter. Boom everywhere <laughs> look at those heels like you can't see it very well on the non-sp one but the heels are also intense like i will i will lose my mind if i go mm -hmm. to any bushiroad event and there is someone in drag as her or in cosplay as her i just lose my mind i'll lose my mind doubly if it's someone in drag because it's just like damn how'd you Nice figure to pull that off. This is, mm -hmm. you got so much detail here. The gigantic mecha hands that she's controlling with the gloves on her hand. How did she lose an eye? At what point did she lose an eye? Then she has this aurora going through her pure white hair. Beautiful. I love this art. Solid five mm -hmm. for me in the art zone. Now let's go to the effect zone. This effect is nuts. This effect is only tempered out by the fact that it happens later in the game. Had this effect been on a grade three, people would stop playing D-series because it'd be too oppressive. It just would not yep. work out well for anybody. Your nope. opponent <laughs> chooses two cards from their hand, their rear guards, and their soul. That's six total targets you can hit to fill up your prison. That should already at this point, because it's so late in the game, have a bare minimum of four. So that 10 should be active on the first ride. It doesn't work out for your opponent if they try to play around it. The only way to play around this is to already have rushed and killed them. Or be at that point in that game, you're like, sure, you can take two of my my five units on the board. That's fine. 
all of them still hit over your vanguard, and all of them still need like 15 gear shield apiece. Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like this on a turn where you could follow up with an order card to rip another card from their hand, you can easily get three cards from your opponent's hand. And that doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're but in the moment, that's a lot of cards to lose in one turn. Two is detrimental. Three is yeah. bullying. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Because then you're also playing an archetype. Or you might be playing against an archetype. Or you're playing a deck that requires every single card in your hand. Like, say, for example, you have, like, five or six cards in your hand. Like, two of them are PGs. Yeah. And you're like, well, half of these cards I probably can't even use anymore because of this skill. You're going down to four cards in hand. Like, one or two PGs left. Okay, cool. They play the grade two that forces you to bind another card out of your hand again. You're like, ah, yeah, and draw, and like, ah, well, shoot. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it does. It does allow you to pull your opponents. I, I mean, we can gush about this card for hours on end. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> so this card is a solid five. Um, it is mm -hmm. the bread and butter of the Brant Gate cards. If you if you are playing this deck already would i suggest you no you know what yeah no if you if you see a trial deck and you have the option of trial decks take the seraph mm -hmm. snow one crack into set four this is the card yep. that you're that it this card alone will make your trial deck explode with more power of everything from the set like i feel that a new player could walk into the game with a trial deck with the start deck mm -hmm. Yep. And set four and be able mm -hmm. to keep tempo. You know, like they'll 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 be missing out on some of the legacy card support, but all in mm -hmm. all, you still have a very destructive deck from just one set and one start deck. Oh man, imagine <coughs> putting being at two or three uh -huh. uh, cards in prison. And then going into this, being at 9, playing something else, being at 10, and just like, oh. well, all of my units plus 20k power, plus uh. one crit. Ah. Uh. You know? Yeah. Ah, uh, I feel so good. <laughs> I'm just basking in the glow of the Seraph Snow. Mm. All right, well, that wraps up all of Brantgate. We are going to take a hot break here on the live stream. For those listening mm -hmm. over on Spotify, you're going to have to go and pop over to part two of this extended episode because this is a lot to fit in. This is a lot. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Weekly Chomp where we'll be continuing to cover and rating all the cards from set four.